0: From TLDR News, this is your daily briefing for Thursday the 11th of August 2022. Good afternoon. Today we're going to be talking about the crises facing the UK government and why they appear reluctant to act. We'll also be discussing three of today's other important stories, and discussing just how the energy crisis is being made worse by climate change. But first, the UK government's response to the current crises. The UK is now in a period of crisis, with a number of different economic challenges, ranging from energy to inflation, presenting the government with a real test of their leadership. So you'd expect that the prime minister and their cabinet would be rushing around right now, trying desperately to offer solutions well, that's just not the case. With Boris Johnson in a bit of a limbo period, awaiting his departure from number 10 in early September, he seems reluctant to embark on any big new policies. To be fair to the government, they are meeting with energy providers literally today, but it's unlikely we'll see a comprehensive policy addressing the crises to come from this, given the fact that the government has already stated that this will be up to the new Prime Minister. The former Labour Prime Minister, Gordon Brown, has, throughout the crisis, been a vocal opponent of government inaction. In fact, just yesterday, the former PM laid out his own plan for the winter. Writing for the Guardian newspaper, Brown called on the government to suspend the energy price cap, reprogram benefit computers and properly tax energy giants. On current projections, the aforementioned energy price cap, which limits the unit cost of gas and electricity for domestic customers, is set to climb for the average household to £3,582 in October, £4,266 in January, and then more than £5,000 in April. For context, the energy price cap stood at around £1,200 until last year. Instead of continuing with the cap, Brown wants the government to directly intervene and negotiate separate company agreements to keep prices down. If energy companies were unable to meet government price requirements, Brown stresses that all the other options we used with the banks back in 2009 should be on the table, including, in effect, temporary renationalisation. Brown has also called for the government to make its windfall tax on energy companies watertight claiming that if we could remove the opportunity to avoid or opt out, as we did when imposing the windfall tax on privatised utilities in 1997 and the banker bonus levy of 2009, we could raise not just £5 billion, but as much as £15 billion. This would be enough, for example, to give nearly 8 million low-income families just under £2,000 each. Crucially, however... Brown warned that regardless of what the government wants to do, the time to act is now, saying that time and tide wait for no one, neither do crises. They don't take holidays and don't politely hang fire, certainly not to suit the convenience of a departing prime minister and the whims of two potential successors. It's unlikely, though, that the government will change course and take action before the accession of the new prime minister. OK, so that's the biggest story of the day. But there's a lot more going on around the world, so here's a rundown of three other stories. A man accused of being the fourth member of an ISIS cell known as The Beatles has been charged with terror offences. Onya Davis was deported to the UK by Turkish authorities yesterday, where he was serving a seven and a half year sentence for being a member of the terrorist organisation. He was subsequently detained on arrival at London's Luton Airport. Davis was allegedly part of a group of four, all thought to be from West London, who volunteered to fight for the group in Syria. They became known as the Beatles due to their English accents. US authorities alleged that the group killed 27 hostages. Davis was charged with offences under the Terrorism Act of 2000. Specifically, Davis was arrested on suspicion of terrorist fundraising being concerned in a terrorist funding arrangement, and being in possession of an article, namely a firearm, for a purpose connected with the commission, preparation or instigation of acts of terrorism. Davis denies being part of the cell. There's more on the way, but be sure to subscribe and ring the bell to make The Daily Briefing part of your daily routine, or just search for us on your podcast app to listen along. It's been a dramatic week for former President Trump, In huge news a few days ago, he had his house raided by the FBI, something he complained about. He even went as far as suggesting, without evidence, that the FBI may have planted evidence in the raid. In New York today, Trump was being interviewed about whether the Trump organisation had violated banking, insurance and tax laws. Throughout the deposition, it has been reported that Trump pleaded the fifth more than 440 times over the course of the four hours. Trump's lawyer, Ron Fischetti, reportedly said that the only question Trump answered was the one in which he confirmed his name. The thing is, Trump has been rather outspoken about people who resort to pleading the Fifth. The mob takes the Fifth. If you're innocent, why are you taking the Fifth Amendment? When you have your staff taking the Fifth Amendment, taking the Fifth, so they're not prosecuted. When you have the man that set up the illegal server taking the Fifth, I think it's disgraceful. Have you seen what's going on in front of Congress? Fifth Amendment, Fifth Amendment, Fifth Amendment. Horrible. Horrible. So it seems that Trump has used the same legal get-out that he claimed the mob used. Netflix was undoubtedly the world's first properly successful streaming service. They pioneered not only online streaming, but were also the first to flirt with the idea of producing their own content. In 2012, they produced the show Lilyhammer, followed a year later by House of Cards. This was a big move by the streaming service, which helped them drive their business forwards. Since then, they've produced over 1,900 original series. Unfortunately for Netflix, despite this monumental rise, it seems that they are now in a bit of a period of decline. They've been losing subscribers and today have actually been overtaken by Disney+. Netflix's decline has meant that they are now sitting with around 220.67 million subscribers globally. Disney Plus is now slightly ahead with 221.1 million subscribers globally. We'll have to see how this so-called streaming war develops. That's all we have time for on YouTube today. But if you want to see our discussion of how the climate crisis is making the energy crisis worse, then watch the extended ad-free edition of The Daily Briefing over on Nebula. Nebula subscribers not only get everything you've already watched ad-free but also an extended edition of the show every single day available to watch on Nebula or stream on your podcast app of choice. So if you want to support the channel and get a more extensive daily briefing every day you'll want to sign up.